Are you ready to sell your business? There are a number of reasons why store owners might want to sell, and it can be daunting to figure out where to even start. Now you can advertise your business for sale with NHPA's Retail Marketplace. NHPA frequently receives inquiries to help retailers sell their businesses, so this marketplace gives store owners a cost-effective way to advertise their store to more than 40,000 retailers in the home improvement industry. The likelihood is much greater that a potential buyer for your business will be found amongst the people who are already in the industry, so you can connect with them here in the NHPA Retail Marketplace. Public and private listings are available, and to learn more or get your listing today, go to yournhpa.org backslash marketplace. That's your, Y-O-U-R, N-H-P-A.org backslash marketplace. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tell Me More. This year, NHPA is releasing four episodes of the Tell Me More podcast highlighting the 2021 Young Retailer of the Year honorees in order to further recognize and celebrate them for their contributions to the industry. NHPA would also like to recognize the program sponsors for their dedication to the independent retailers who are pushing the boundaries of the industry each day. Before we continue the episode, we'd like to bring on Mike Nelson of MyTech to share a few points with our audience about the company and why the team at MyTech sponsors NHPA's Young Retailer of the Year Awards. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. Thanks, Renee. Glad to be here. Yeah, happy to have you. Um, so I guess to get started, um, I would love if you wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners just a little bit about MyTech um, and what the company is all about. Yeah, um, so a lot of listeners uh, may be familiar with MyTech from our legacy component manufacturing business. That's the automation, software, steel connector plates, and engineering services that enable our customers to manufacture roof trusses, floor trusses, and wall panels. We've grown to do a lot more than that over the past 70 years. I think of MyTech as a structural engineering company with an integrated offering of software, services, automation, and engineered products across the value chain, from the architect to the home builder to the homeowner. We have solutions for both residential and commercial construction, and we're a global company with operations in the Americas, EMEA, and ASEAN. As a company, really what we're trying to do is enable collaboration among the building industry and encourage the use of more efficient offsite construction methods. Great, great. Well, thank you for giving a little background. How long has the company been around? Uh, iterations of MyTech go back 70 plus years. Um, really what MyTech got its start in doing was that offsite manufacturing of trusses. And sure. MyTech was really the company that, you know, really kind of started that industry. That's awesome. So do you mind telling us just a little bit about some of the company values that are um, a part of what makes MyTech MyTech? And, and maybe those things have evolved over the years, but I'd love to hear just a little bit about kind of what the company stands for. Yeah, MyTech is a, a value-driven company. I think first and foremost, MyTech is an enabling company. Mm -hmm. We're all about collaboration and giving our customers better control of the design, make, build process. Yeah. So that's, that's probably the first and foremost thing. Um, we take seriously and increasingly so our responsibility to our people, our employees, our customers, and the planet. Sure. We have a long history of, of innovation. I mean, going back to 
the trust industry generally. Um, and we believe strongly that innovation in the building industry is a, a necessary tide that's going to lift all boats. Personally speaking, I'm relatively new to my tech. Um, mm -hmm. I've only joined two years ago. Um, yeah. Actually, my my I was on the job for maybe about a month before I started to get involved in the Young Retailer of the Year Awards. Um, cool. But I can say that what attracted me to my tech was uh, just a sense of like Midwestern humility and kindness. Um, yeah. There's a, a sense of family here. So I think that kind of speaks to the culture of the company. Definitely. Well, and I, I, um, you know, hearing you mention the young retailer of the year. So that was one of the first things you were kind of involved with. Um, I'd love to hear about my tech's commitment to the industry through this program and, and why my tech supports the young retailer of the year uh, awards and honorees. Yeah. Independent retailers are, important to my tech because independent retailers are important to the folks that consume our, our products. They're our partners. Um, from a business mm -hmm. standpoint, we view our investment in the Young Retailer Year Awards as an investment in a channel that's valuable to my tech. Um, honestly, though, it feels really good to honor the best of our industry um, and shine spotlights on young entrepreneurs that are doing good in their communities. I personally enjoy it. I think uh, getting behind this award is more of our way, my tech's way of endorsing that that's a way we think business should be done. Um, and every year we look forward to seeing what these um, young entrepreneurs have done in their in their company and in their community and looking forward to see what they will do for the industry going forward. Yeah, well, I definitely agree. And it's it wouldn't be possible without sponsors like MyTech. So again, um, on behalf of NHPA, we, we want to thank you again for your support of this program. And um, it's just really cool getting to see. Uh, and hopefully you'll have a chance to listen through all the episodes and hear even more about these really outstanding uh, individuals in our industry. Definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for your time, Mike. Absolutely. Before we continue the episode, we'd like to bring on Bill Sokol of Pony Jorgensen to share a few points with our audience about the company and why the team at Pony Jorgensen sponsors NHPA's Young Retailer of the Year Awards. Welcome to the podcast, Bill. Hi, Renee. It's great to be here. We're happy to have you and um, excited to just learn more about Pony Jorgensen. So I guess that kind of leads to my first question is, do you mind um, giving our listeners just a little backstory about Pony Jorgensen and what the company's all about? Sure. Uh, you know, Pony has a really fascinating history. It was started back in 1903 by a guy named Hans Jorgensen and um, an opera singer named Adele Holman. Um, Adele was oh. actually fairly well-known opera singer in the Midwest. She sang at all the big concert venues. And we're still unclear how these two actually got connected in business. But what we do know is that Adele actually ran the company for nearly 30 years at a time before women were even allowed to vote. So a woman running a company like this, a manufacturing firm at that time was virtually unheard of. She actually yeah. used all company correspondence A.V. Holman, rather than her first name, Adele, just so people would think that she was a man, <laughs> which is which is really pretty cool. So, um, you know, we've kind of got this history, even going back to the first first days of the business of sort of breaking the mold and, and kind of pushing forward in a, in a new direction. And, uh, we try to stay true to that today, even though woodworking clamps, which is the core of this particular business, are a very traditional category. 
Yeah. Well, she so she was the Adele before the Adele we all know today. This the other singer Adele. And a singer to boot. Yeah, so cool. Um, do you mind telling us maybe a little bit about some of the values that the company has? Yeah, you know, our tagline is uh, clamps without compromise. And we really stick to that. We aim to make very, very good products for people who take pride in the, in the work that they do. Woodworkers are a very traditional bunch. They're a very exacting group of people and they know what they know good from bad. So one of the values at the core of our um, company activities is this uncompromising uh, dedication to making sure that our products are high quality, that they work well, and that we're delivering the results that woodworkers need. That's great. Well, I'd love to kind of going off from values. Um, what kind of has made Pony Jorgensen want to, um, you know, show a commitment to the industry by sponsoring the Young Retailer of the Year honorees and, and this program? Well, like our sister company, Arrow, you know, uh, the Pony and Jorgensen brands grew up at a time when independent hardware channel was the hardware channel. So we have roots into this channel and we've been around for decades and, and, and decades uh, and we feel a real affinity for you know what these young retailers are doing in terms of keeping a very traditional marketplace alive uh, it's very similar to what we do with the woodworking clamps very traditional type product line but keeping it new fresh interesting innovative all of these things are are the same things that the young retailers that we're honoring here um, do. You know, they're finding new ways to serve their customers, new ways to grow their business, new ways to compete in the marketplace that just keeps changing. So we feel a real synergy and a, a you know, a kind of a camaraderie with that, and, and we like to support it. Yeah. Well, again, on behalf of NHPA, we just want to thank you for you and uh, Pony Jorgensen for the support of this program because it wouldn't be possible without sponsors like you. And and I know our our uh, honorees are appreciative as well. And um, it's just always great to get to see all the awesome things that they're doing. And and, um, you know, it's 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 it is very inspiring. So we appreciate your support. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Tell Me More, hosted by myself, Renee Shagnon. Today's episode is one of four episodes that will come out in the next few weeks highlighting the 2021 Young Retailer of the Year honorees. In this episode, I sit down with Jay Donnelly of Flanagan Paint and Supply in St. Louis and Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds of Home Central in Owego, New York. We'll talk a little about their careers in the industry, how it felt to be honored through this award program, and what their plans are for the future. Before we dive in, NHPA would also like to recognize the program's sponsors for their dedication to the independent retailers who are pushing the boundaries of the industry each day. Thanks go out to Aero Fastener, Epicor, Fluid Master, Intertape Polymer Group, Midwest Fastener, MyTech, and Pony Jorgensen. Now let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Jay and Ryan. Thank Hopefully you, I didn't you. butcher anyone's names or locations. Is it Awego or Oswego? Was I missing an S? Owego. Oh, it is. Uh, it is Owego. Owego. Okay. Yep. Okay, good. I don't want to upset the locals. 
Um, okay, good. Good. So first, I'd love to get a little background on both of you um, and kind of your introductions to the industry. So maybe first, Jade, you were named an honoree for the multiple stores category. Um, do you mind giving our listeners just a little background about yourself and your introduction to the industry through the family business and then eventually working there and leading the leading the team? Yeah, I, uh, I've been with the company since uh, 2009. Uh, we have three stores in St. Louis. Uh, they're all uh, com- they're contractor DIY paint stores. Uh, we uh, focus on a really, really big, broad spectrum of the paint industry. Uh, and I have recently, uh, my dad's my partner and he's slowly stepping out and I'm taking over uh, more and more of our everyday operations. Uh, um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. Cool. Um, so Ryan, you were named a young retailer of the year honoree for the multiple stores category as well. So both of you guys are in the same category, but can you share a little bit about your background and what led you to want to work at home central and kind of how your career blossomed from there? Sure. Um, well, I guess I started out in high school, uh, just working a part-time uh, after-school job at a, a regional chain here in upstate New York. And uh, after I graduated, I, I did a little bit of college and things like that, and I decided to come back to that, that company and work as a manager full-time. And so I'd worked in multiple stores of theirs in a management role. and. Um, I had some good mentors within that organization along the way. Um, one gentleman in particular that, that really uh, helped me learn about leadership through and through. And I think mm-hmm. that really set the stage for you know, the rest of my career here. So I was there for about 10 years, uh, give or take. And then uh, I had hit a point where I wasn't sure what I wanted to do after that. And uh, so I came over to Home Central, had to have a job. Um, told him, well, you know, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, so uh, maybe I could stock your shelves or something for a little while and, and figure that out. And uh, They haven't found a way to get rid of me yet. Still here. <laughs> and uh, I'm proud to say that, uh, you know, I've, I've grown here by leaps and bounds. Uh, the ownership uh, team here at Home Central, wonderful people. They've taught me so much. And uh, I'm proud to be running Home Central for them at this point. That's awesome. Well, so um, both of your stores are in different areas and serve kind of different customer bases, but um, do, you, do you both mind maybe sharing a little bit about the backgrounds of the communities you serve and kind of some of the products or like niches that you focus on or specialize in? Like what are you guys known for in your communities? Uh, so we're known for our customer service. It's funny, everyone always says, oh, customer service, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, truly we are, that is our business. Uh, we go sure. every day making friends is our business. Uh, our community's made up of a lot of new construction, a lot of old constru- like old homes. I mean, it's so diverse uh, across the spectrum that uh, we, uh, I would say we're fortunate, we're lucky in that aspect. Um, mm-hmm. So that's... Uh, that's kind of your calling card yeah. then. Are, are all of your locations pretty similar? Like if someone goes to one, do they recognize it? For, like is the experience similar? Uh, 
the experience in uh, having a friendly face and like mm-hmm. uh, and a good like an awesome employee is standard. Um, our stores though are not exactly the same. Like we have one store sure. that does a lot of wood coatings and lacquers and like uh, specialty colors. Uh, we have another store that really um, caters to homeowners. And then we have one mm-hmm. store that caters to everyone. Our main store is like a, just a hub for every kind of paint sure. you can imagine. What about yourself, Ryan? Tell me a little bit about Oswego. I keep wanting to say Oswego. Oh, I think there go. must be an... I think there must be an Oswego, Illinois. I'm from Illinois. So I keep like being like, I'm saying it wrong. So Oswego, tell me a little bit about your community and then the stores and like, are they different from one another? Just a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. Uh, So we're in upstate New York, which has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with downstate New York. There are more cows and trees in our area than people probably. So we're quite rural. um, and, and, And so by nature, the demographics, homeowners are handier. Uh, sure. We have a lot of contractors, uh, farmers, things like that, 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 that we're servicing. Um, not specifically any niche. I would speak more to our, our wide breadth of product selection. So we're, we're a home center. We're, we're full Great. line hardware, building materials, lumber, etc. cetera. Um, windows, doors, kitchens, bath, you name it. So, so very yeah. wide, broad spectrum of what we're offering people. And uh, the mentality of the company has always been, uh, along with good customer service, having knowledgeable employees that can take somebody, a homeowner or, or a contractor or a tradesperson, and, and mm-hmm. take them from the beginning of the sale all the way out to the lumber yard to load lumber for them and have them on their way. So yeah. that one-on-one catering, uh, tailored service, really paying attention to what the customer needs, that's where we excel. Um, and, and I, I think that's what's given us our uh, success and longevity as a company. Yeah. Um, and, and it really is about a 50-50 mix of who we're serving. Uh, 50% sure. homeowner, 50% contractor. Uh, mainly residential, remodel, uh, light commercial, but nothing you know, huge into the commercial space. Um, and so we have three locations. Um, they're not cookie cutter by any means, but they all are, are very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gonna. They're all a full-fledged uh, home center, full lines of hardware and building materials. We utilize a drive-through uh, lumber yard mentality where you can load up your lumber inside a building if it were raining, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so we deliver materials out as well. We 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 distribute centrally, kind of similar to what Jay was saying. Our our main store is kind of the hub of the company, if you will. And yeah. uh, so a lot of outflow from there towards uh, uh, the other stores and, and whatnot. So, Do your, and this could be a question for both of you guys, do each of your, since you each have multiple locations, do you have some stores that have certain lines of products that you don't have at others? And if someone's like, I want to get it, you can make sure it gets over to the other store. Or how does that, or is most of your stuff the same at both? Um, I can take it first. Uh, sure. uh, so we, we try to keep things as similar as possible. So if you're used to buying a product line uh, or several product lines, if you will, um, from one location uh, and you happen to be in town and in one of our other stores, you're, you're not going to uh, be hunting too long to find those products or find a mm-hmm. lack of service or something. So consistency is important. Um, that also allows us 
deeper stocking levels on whatever products we're carrying in case uh, a customer needs more than what we would typically stock. We can be very reactive and supportive in those times where, you know, an oddball sale where somebody needs 500 of something and, and that's not the typical amount, but uh, that allows us to be nimble, move quickly, move product and take care of people. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jay? Do you guys have the same products at, at all the stores or are there some where certain things are that others don't have it? So it's funny. It's a good question. Uh, <clears throat> when we started expanding, we thought, oh, we need to have everything at every store. And mm-hmm. quickly we figured that we don't need to do that. Um, yeah. There's certain areas where people will drive an extra 15 minutes to go get that product or we run a delivery truck to all three stores every day. Mm-hmm. So we're constantly yeah. moving product. Um, one of kind of my thing I liked the most was I always am looking for new products and what's different. And what I found with yeah. me is, is I can't afford to tie my money up into putting these new products into three different locations when realistically, if I put them into one, I could put a small little assortment in another store to show people we have it and then we can just transfer products. So our stores have like our core Benjamin Moore paints are mm-hmm. all the same. Yeah. But once you get out of that, we're, we don't stock everything at every location. There's yeah. so there's too many skews. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's a, that's kind of the benefit of having multiple stores is you can kind of experiment in that way. Um, right. So, uh, can each of you maybe talk a little bit about some of the um, some of the different successes or things you've brought? I know some people are like, I don't want to humble brag, but I mean, you're honorees for this great award. So maybe tell us a little bit about some of the things you're most proud of that you've done in the past couple of years um, and that maybe helped contribute to your um, being nominated and honored. Um, I'll, I think uh, one of my biggest things is in St. Louis market, no one had ever opened a brand new school, brand new store from scratch in sure. like 20 years till we did wow. it. And it was kind of, I mean, it was a huge risk uh, because it's such a, our community is based on loyalty. So like trying to yeah. get a new painting contractor to come to your store is not, it's not an easy task. I mean, it takes, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, there's no dollar amount you spend and then you get that customer. I mean, you have to earn their trust. So that was a huge, uh, yeah, huge uh, undertaking. We're three years into that store, and it's still—I mean, it's still growing. Like it's still a a, a child, <laughs> um, but it's getting there. It's in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, and I would say toddler. our other big thing, yeah, our toddler now. Uh, the other big thing is we really pride ourselves in our hiring. Uh, a lot of people have been talking. Mm-hmm. Like I've been on numerous phone calls these last couple of weeks about hiring and how do we find people and yeah uh for flanagan paint like my dad and i and even our like some of our really core employees like it's family we everyone we hire like yeah. it's uh I, we've done really well at uh we've had some poor hires and that happens but we've we're we're really blessed with a good team and that's I I oversee that. That's all I, I mean, I spend so much yeah. time in developing my team and making sure they have an awesome work-life balance. Uh, and yeah, so that's, 
something I pride myself. That's on. great. Sure. Ryan, what about you? What are some of your, um, you know, things that you're most proud of since you've been with the company? Oh gosh. Um, I don't, I couldn't say that there's anything that I've specifically done, but our team has yeah. accomplished an incredible amount in the last few years. So, um, Starting, actually, well, here's, here's a, a nod to uh, NHPA. Um, some of the, the, the trends that in recent years, I've pulled a lot of information. I was an RMCP uh, oh, yeah. graduate student, right? And, and there was a, a gentleman that, that was presenting and talking about uh, paint store within store concepts and okay. how to do paint better in a, a home center type setting if you're not a, a specific paint retailer. And I, I took a lot from that, and I actually came back to the store with a game plan. Um, oddly enough, True Value, our, our main hardline supplier, uh, was offering a revitalized paint program. Uh, so the timing was perfect. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen them, these paint carousels. They're beautiful looking. They, they did a great job with them. And uh, so we were among the first in the country to uh, revitalize our paint area. So that was a big initiative. Very proud of that. We brought in. Uh, Brand name paint. Uh, True Value manufactures their own paint. And it's good stuff. Yeah. Easy Care paint. Easy Care is um, great. But it's not brand name. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Um, you know, at, at the price point there. But, you know, so, but that wasn't enough. We wanted to broaden our spectrum. We brought in Ben Moore, which for us is, is, is big, you know. Um, yeah. You know, not being completely paint centric. And, and, and so with our focus in that area, we've doubled our paint sales overall in, uh, in, the, in the past few years, which is phenomenal. Uh, in 2017, we took our, our uh, second location, our candor store, used to be in an old feed mill. You would, you, would, you would walk through certain doors, the machines are still there, the feed <laughs> is on the floor, just this old, old building, um, not retail, just no yeah. end caps, uh, yeah. old aisles, you know. You could blow uh, the probably, dust off of the oh, shelves. You <laughs> yep. You'd, you'd be given directions to a customer. Well, we got to go through this door, down this hallway, and into this room, and maybe over on that shelf you'll yeah. find a box of nails type thing. <laughs> and, and so we built a brand new building in 2017, ground up. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, to the tune of 18,000 square foot or such. Wow. Uh, you know, bring it into current times. Full, full home center, full hardware lines of lumber. So that was great. Uh, we did a remodel um, at the end of... Uh, 2019 into the winter there, uh, um, into uh, the beginning of 2020, uh, in our Vestal store to give that a new updated look, and um, that caught fire that February, and then so we spent oh. 2020 rebuilding that, and we no. finally got that one back open uh, uh, just a, a couple months ago. We've been open for a little over two months, and, wow. and but it's beautiful, looks great, yeah. it's updated. Um, they're, they're doing great, very proud uh, of that and how we've handled uh, all the adversity during that time with COVID and supply sure. issues and how do you stock an entire store from no inventory to 100% during supply shortages and things like that. So our team's gone through a lot and, and, and we've, we've come out better on the other mm-hmm. side and, and that I'm proud of. Both of you were recognized for being multiple store in the multiple store category. Um, do you mind sharing kind of what you think the skills are needed to be successful with multiple stores as opposed to, you know, when you have one location, then you go from one to two or two to three or, 
what to what, you know, like kind of tell us a little bit about your experience as multiple store owners. I, I mean, the operators. easiest, yeah, the easiest thing that, uh, I, a lot of dealers call me in the country and they say, what's it like? And I, I tell them you have to delegate. Uh, you can't be at all your stores at one time. You're not going to be able, you know, yeah. what works for Jay Donley is not going to work for every one of my employees. Uh, so, mm -hmm. um, delegating and building a lot of policies and procedures, uh, that was a real, that was a struggle. Um, definitely when we went from one to two, uh, it wasn't a, it, when we went to one to two, it wasn't a big deal because the two was a brand new store. We were creating it, but we definitely had to put a lot of like, all right, we can't do this anymore. It costs too much money for, you know, these errors, how do we eliminate them? Uh, and our third store was an existing business. So that was even harder because they had already had like, they had their way of doing things. And, I'm, and you gotta be able to explain to these employees that have been doing it for 20 years, hey, sorry, we can't do it that way. We need to, you know, this is our way of doing it. And uh, yeah, uh, at first it was a struggle because you know, that those new employees are like, who's this guy? He's our new owner. We're not, you know, so there's like, you got to walk these real resistance. You know, yeah. Yeah. And it, and it was, and it wasn't that Flanagan paint did everything right. I mean, I literally tell guys every day, we're going to change the way we do this. Like we're always trying mm -hmm. to improve ourselves. Um, so I delegate, like, I mean, delegating and, and asking for input is big. Yeah. I mean, you have to get, yeah. Especially because I'm not on the, I'm not on the floor anymore. I'm not on the sales floor hardly ever. Uh, so I don't get yeah. to see it anymore. So uh, getting input I agree from with my that. employees. And I, yeah. And I also think, sorry to interrupt, but just kind of going off of that train of thought is like, I think that that's helpful just in everyday life too, is that it's easy to be like, I can, I can do it the best myself. I'll just take care of it. And it's like, no, like if you involve other people, you can have a better outcome. And that's the same in business too. Well, and I bet Ryan probably would agree with this. Like for me, I want my employees to know how to do these things and want to learn more. Mm -hmm. uh, I go into a lot of paint stores and hardware stores and you have like an employee who's just like standing off to the side and they're like, Oh, I don't do that. And you're like, well, why don't you? Oh, yeah. no one, no one's taught me yeah. how to do that. And you're like, well, do you want to know how to do that? Initiative. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> and no one wants to take the time. Uh, so mm -hmm. I, you got to train, you know, your weakest employees, you know, as strong as your couple, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Brian, what about you? What are your thoughts? And I don't know what your other operation that you used to work at. It sounds like that was multi-store too. So you've probably yeah, well, always experienced it. 50 stores within oh, that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. They were a little bit larger. Uh, yeah. But I would say, I mean, everything Jay said is correct. I would put it in three buckets. Um, if anybody were to ask me, you know, and, and, he already touched on this, but the first thing is have people around you, a management team, support structure, whatever it is, because you can't be at all your stores at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. um, with that mentality, uh, you know, you can also speak to uh, the next important thing I would say is a training program. Again, Jay, uh, uh, you know, alluded to this. You, you can't be one-on-one, 24-7, -on -one, mm -hmm. teaching sure. your employees. You, you have to... Delegate that off, but you have to have a program that, that uh, 
you know, speaks to not only the product knowledge, but the values that you're trying to uphold as an organization. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and then lastly, communication structures. Um, everybody says communicate, 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 but what's your structure behind it? What's your communication program? What, what uh, uh, you know, uh, what type of technology are you using? Um, when you're in multi-store situations, you may have uh, little islands or little towers, if you will, of purchasing or sales or, or operations, depending on how large you are. And if you're not communicating effectively and consistently, a lot of things could fall off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rails there. So I, I think those would be my three main things that, that if you focus on, you know, you're doing pretty good. I think mm-hmm. just to add one more is inventory management. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Inventory yeah. management's a whole, a whole different game when you go even from two to three. Um, and so I know both of you guys are very like involved in your communities. Do you um, maybe want to share a little bit about why being involved in the communities that you serve is important and maybe some of the events or initiatives you've done that you, that you really enjoy or think have been beneficial? So I have really, uh, I want to say I've struggled with community involvement. Uh, I think sometimes mm-hmm. like where, we, where we're located, it is sometimes harder to get involved but uh yeah. the thing that we're doing a lot more is donating uh because i see oh, great. you know well I, I like to give the example i don't know in the last event you went to and there was an auction and amazon donated something uh they don't no home depot doesn't donate anything lowe's doesn't donate anything i mean so Mm-mm. as a small business a local business that is it's obviously not free, but it's a very easy, mm-hmm. very low time uh, uh, needed to do, and we do a lot of it. I donate a lot of gift baskets for paint supplies and uh, just always working on brand awareness. Uh, and sure. that's, I mean, I one of the things we're working on is actually a link on our webpage that says, do you have an event that you need a donation? You know, notify us. Tell us the details because we want to give you guys something to, you know, put in an auction or mm-hmm. do because, you know, no, the big companies are not doing it. Ryan, what about you? Yeah. Um, look, the, the, the stronger the communities are that we're serving, the stronger mm-hmm. we are. So, um, you know, as a company standpoint, it's part of the, the, the bread and butter of who we are, if you will. It's part of our core values. Personally, I believe in... Uh, you know, helping the community as much as I can as well. I've I've done volunteer work at the local animal shelters. I'm a, I'm a board member on a local nonprofit. Um, but within the business, uh, we try to tie every event we do. We'll we'll help mm-hmm. hold several store events throughout the year, and we, we try to tie a nonprofit component to it. Sure. Um, so you know, we'll do several things throughout the year. We've done mulch sales, where where the proceeds of every bag sold goes to local fire departments. Um, we really care about fire departments now after the fire of last year. Um, but Stressful. Oh, yeah. But, you know, and other things. So we try to be very aware. We have a, a, a very community-minded team um, mm-hmm. that, that's very aware of what's going around. We had a local uh, uh, EMS squad that was in need of funding that we did a roundup campaign, you know, round up the change of your sale to the nearest dollar. And sure. we were able to raise... Uh, uh, several thousand for them or um so 
if we ever do uh, uh, any sort of program or an event, uh, we'll do a yard sale where we clear out of excess inventory, clearance yeah. items, debt special orders. And uh, we decided to make that a community yard sale where uh, uh, people from wherever, maybe they live up in the hills and wouldn't get a lot of foot traffic if they had their own yeah. yard sale. We, we rented out spots all around the store and uh, those uh, spot rentals went to charity. We'd pick an organization and, and so, you know, that's uplifting to the community. The community got a, around it and, and it's a very popular event every year. Look, looks like it's a yeah. little block party here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, those things are great. It does help the brand, does help the business, but really helps, you know, the community stay strong. That's awesome. So, um, NHPA, we were formerly known as NRHA. Uh, we've been serving independent retailers for over 120 years now, which is kind of crazy. I've, I've been part of that little history just for the past seven. Um, but how are each of you introduced to the association? And, um, you know, if you haven't been as involved, would you say that the nomination is kind of giving you a closer peek? I think both of you, though, have been involved with us for a while. And, you know, um, but I just love to hear kind of your backgrounds with, with us and kind of that relationship. So, so I actually was part of the PDRA, the Paint and Decorate Retailer mm-hmm. Association. Yeah. And I was on the board of directors when we uh, went to the NHRA and, uh, you know, made the uh, uh, merger, you could call it, I guess. And mm-hmm. uh, so mm-hmm. I've been in it for a long time. Ever ever yeah. since I've been yeah. in, in the paint business, I've been in the PDRA, which now... Yeah, I know it's it's hard because it's like after after being NRHA for years and now I'm NHPA and then, you know, so sometimes people ask me, what does NRHA stand for again? And I'm like, how have I forgotten after I was involved for so long? And now I'm like NHPA, like it's just in my brain from talking to so many people. But yeah, um, yeah. uh, And Ryan, you said you had gone through uh, the retail management certification program. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Um, Was that your first introduction or had you heard of us before then? I'd heard of you guys before then. So that that was uh, 2016 when I was in the RMCP and that was phenomenal. Um, Prior to that, uh, we've made good use throughout the years of the cost of doing business study. That's phenomenal. A great way to benchmark yourself and what you're doing uh, compared to industry standards. Also, all the training content. multi-level from yeah from from entry-level employees up to you know some higher level tiers within the organization Mm -hmm. and and so as we have uh built our own training program and are working to uh always better that nrha content has always been a part of that and so the Mm -hmm. value uh that the organization brings to the industry is phenomenal i just uh being a student from the nrha and uh, getting all this value from you guys. I can't speak highly enough. of. Yeah, I appreciate it. And it's, um, I'm actually on the member services team now. I used to be mainly editorial. And so I'm all, anytime I, my ears perk up when I hear someone um, repping the membership and, and uh, specifically our training resources, because we have a ton. And so, you know, a lot of resistance I get from people when, you know, maybe they didn't renew their membership and I'll chat with them and they're like, we just don't have time to train. And so, I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on, like, training and making time for it? Like, do you do you have a thought on that kind you of aspect? You have to. You <laughs> yeah. have to make time for it. Um, I can't see any company growing without training. Yeah. 
It's tough. So we we we, it's... we have a regular organized routine quarterly mm -hmm. where where everybody should be taking classes and, and, and you know we customize it. But yeah, it has to be part of the core approach to what you're doing every day. Sure. Um, so can each of you maybe talk about what it was like to um, be nominated? I don't know if you nominated yourselves or if someone nominated either of you. And then then hearing that you were selected as one of the honorees, was it a shock? Were you surprised? Maybe just tell me about the experience overall. Uh, so the experience is pretty cool. I actually got to go to the uh, Young Retailer Award Ceremony, I guess three or four years ago. In Las Vegas, we went to the mm -hmm. like where they did all the speakers, and at the time we were PDRA sure. members, we weren't a part of the National Hardware Association. And uh, one of the guys yeah. who was on the board was like, "Oh, too bad the PDRA doesn't have a Young Retailer of the Year; you'd win." And uh, so, part of me was like, "Hey, you know what? One day, I'll figure out a way. I'll, you know, I hope to win that." And uh, my two of my reps contacted me and were like, Hey, I, I'm nominating you for this. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah. Uh, so my Lancaster rep and then, uh, one of our other reps, uh, nominated us. And, uh, so I was pretty excited. Ryan, what about yourself? Uh, blown away, flabbergasted, um, speechless. It's, it's an incredible honor. Um, I was nominated in secret ownership and a couple vendors decided to uh, do this and here I am talking <laughs> with you guys uh, I love it yeah for me I mean it, it's great to get a, a, a pat on the back for your, your your hard work and the things that you do not one uh, so much for the attention or giving speeches or anything like that but um, yeah it, it's a huge honor you know and uh, I, I couldn't be more grateful so um so what advice, I guess, would you give to someone who's listening who, um, you know, is a young retailer in the industry and they're either thinking about it for the future, maybe they have the light bulb going off like, like uh, Jay had at one point, or, um, you know, they're considering applying or someone else hears it and goes, hey, I actually know the perfect person for it. What advice would you give to someone who is a young retailer or who wants to nominate someone? Why should they put their name in the ring? Uh I think it's huge. I think it's probably, in my mind, one of the coolest programs that is available that it targets our industry, right? Um, mm -hmm. I feel like we're in an industry that people consider just dying, right? People like, oh, you work mm -hmm. in a hardware store? Are you, you own paint stores? What? Like, that's still around? And uh, the excitement, right? The, the fact that it's a big deal. It's a big deal, and mm -hmm. I think it's even a bigger deal that we keep getting young people involved. And, you know, for a long time, I, I just turned 34, you know, so when I was 24 years old and I was in this business, I mean, I would walk into a room and I'd bring the average age down by 40 years. That's, yeah. you know, we have to change that uh, or it will go away. And so uh, I'm just so, it, it's really cool to see this award. I can't, I don't I'm so lucky to have gotten it and uh, yeah I it I absolutely think every vendor every vendor should want to submit uh, a, you know a potential uh, applicant for this award because sure. 
I can tell you that the vendors that did it for me, I highly respect those guys. And it means yeah. even more to me that they did this. Yeah. Ryan, what do you, what would you say? Um, well, I, I guess I would just say, you know, have confidence in yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, from my perspective, again, not in a million years would I ever think that uh, I would be in, in, in the company of people that are uh, changing the industry, leading the industry, and, and, and it's such a great award. Um, you know, I would have, if it was even a thought in my mind, I, I would have just told myself, no, I'm not one of these guys that, that you know, is doing these things. That's a whole different caliber, no way. And uh, so, so I would say just be confident in yourself and, and believe in what you're doing. And, and uh, yeah, if you get nominated, go for it, right? Or, or, and, I, and I agree with Jay. It's great for the industry. He's, he's right. You know, I think in some regards, uh, uh, not only the average age of the industry, but also, you know, a lot of the perceptions around it. Uh, so I think these programs are good. Uh, highlighting sure. people, a new generation, that, that the industry is healthy. It does have yeah. young people in it that are moving things forward, and it is exciting. So yes, yeah, the younger the the more young people we get into this industry, the better. And so hopefully this program can help support that and highlight those that are in it, like yourself. So couldn't agree more. Well, is there is there anything else we didn't chat about today that you guys want to talk about? Any exciting things you want to you're focusing on for the future or? Um, for us, it's just kind of getting past the, the air of COVID. For us, it's yes. shortages now. I mean, we we are. You don't buy what you you want anymore. You buy what's available. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be a while probably. Yeah, um, it's, it's challenging, but I mean, things go in cycles, right? How long the cycle lasts, who knows? Sure. But, you know, I, I believe it'll come back. Um, yeah, I'm excited about where we're going in the future. I mean, we're looking at a lot of things internally systems uh, uh, technology uh, how we streamline things uh, we do a lot of material delivery so we're really focusing on logistics and communication technology uh, a lot of customers are, are uh, becoming more and more accustomed to purchasing online or, or through an app or, or receiving information uh, at light speed and how do retailers adapt to that and that's what we're really looking at so, so that's pretty exciting. Um, cool. I think the yeah. future's bright. That's great. Well, again, guys, I just want to thank both of you for taking the time to hop on the podcast with us. Um, and, you know, congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. you.